So usually with our we, we do like a cold open basically. Nice. But the cold but it's just something that rises up out of normal conversation. Gotcha. Like so it's, this. It's yes. a Nicold open. Hi, I'm John. I'm Bethany. And, and I'm... Oh, nope. I'm already messing it up. See, I don't know why I'm trying to, like, get in on your intros. You No, you do your thing. I already messed it up. That was that my was bad. That was excellent. That was excellent. We're keeping it in. This is home viewing. <laughs> this is my show now. I haven't even said my name, but it's mine. Um, hi, I'm Nicole. Yes, Nicole is a friend of ours through the Pocket Podcast Network. Hey. Yeah. Avocado Toast just went on hiatus, right? Yeah, we did. Um, I I graduated um, college in May, and so I'm trying to find a job, and Jesse went back to school, so they're also trying to work out their crazy schedule. Mm-hmm, that makes a lot of sense. I also am... Ugh, my job situation is a little bit fraught right now, because mm-hmm. my company is getting acquired, so... We're in the so it's like a. Am I gonna have a job? Maybe. Yeah, you're gonna be working somewhere. Yeah, I'm gonna work somewhere. <laughs> I will. I will start driving Uber again if I have to. But the gig economy, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, okay. So, what do we watch this week? Captain Underpants Two. Yes. Winter Mirage. Yeah. My favorite. Yes. Yeah, Captain Yes, Captain America 2 the Winter Soldier, yeah. like the exact words that you yeah. just said mm-hmm. that I heard come out of your mouth right there. Oh, actually, Yeah, no, I heard that too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A Bucky love story. Yes. That's accurate. Uh, <laughs> I literally so um a while ago when John first posted in the like Pocket Podcast Network facebook messenger chat or whatever like oh we're doing home viewing like you can sign up for it if you want yeah no i was just gonna say like i saw that the the winter soldier um like guest view whatever was still open so i like slam jammed my name in there this is one of my favorite films of all time i think i've watched it probably we're in the double digits i think i've watched this movie at least like 15 times by now Incredible. I rewatched it one time, and I'm pretty sure I have 90% of the dialogue like down pat. It's so good. It's such a good movie. It's very good. I like it a lot. Well, I would say that's something that uh, worked in this movie, is the dialogue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the typical format, we talk about what worked in the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, everything. <laughs> Bethany, Bethany has different opinions yeah, on this. I'm a hard Marvel no, critic, it. though. So yeah, no, go I for it. I didn't jump on like the train when everyone else did, and I was like, "Why do people like superhero movies? They suck." And but uh, I've been converted <laughs> <laughs> through through. Uh, it, it was kind of a war of attrition on my part. I think. I think it took mm. what four years? Is that right, Athena? Yeah, I think that's actually accurate. For I think the first Five superhero years? movie that I took you to that you truly enjoyed was probably Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Yeah, oh yeah, that's oh, true. I was like, that's a good one. Rock's the only good one, but... No, <laughs> <laughs> No, that's not true. Yeah. Also Black Panther. Yeah. <laughs> so so what didn't work for you in the beginning then, Bethany? Oh, God. So what, we were, what John and I were talking about earlier is that it seems like it's kind of a war of two movies. Like, mm-hmm. there's all the action scenes which kind of go more like a 
John Wick kind of movie, which I really like. Well, no, that's that was that's that that's in Civil War. Well, that's though. oh god, I don't but, know. But no, I but I get but I get your point too. You feel like you feel like the action is a little disjointed from the yeah, rest of it. Yeah, from the because there's some really mm-hmm. like in depth and deep dialogue which you don't typically find in like action movies, which I think was what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. So so you would say what worked for you though was the dialogue. Yeah, no, there'd be those really intense moments like that one with Fury where. I mean, just most of Fury's lines are like intense and like, mm-hmm. this is my tragic backstory. Samuel L. Jackson does a really good job in this movie. Oh my god, he's so good. I feel like I feel like most other appearances of Nick Fury, you're just like, oh, he's just a badass director, you know? Mm-hmm. He's just there to be Samuel L. Jackson and be badass. In this one, we see some like real complexity to like Fury's thought process. Oh yeah, decisions. Ugh. I also he's, like, retired superhero. That's that is kind of what it feels like. <laughs> I I like also how they like kind of teased out um like a I would consider more of like a father daughter relationship between Fury and Black Widow in this movie as well because I think that gave more depth both to Fury and to Black Widow because I think in a lot of Marvel movies unfortunately she tends to get kind of relegated to just like badass femme not exactly femme fatale cause she's not evil mm-hmm. necessarily depending yeah. on the movie um, <laughs> but like you don't you don't get to see much more from her aside from like very like stony faced um mm-hmm. like she kicks ass and that's it but in this you get to see that like and she lets men project their emotions onto her <laughs> exactly yeah. um but in this but- one it's nice because you get to see her like I mean, you get to see the kind of, like, bonds that she's created with other people. Like, this isn't just another job for her. She's created, like, this little pseudo-family. Absolutely. I mean, which I think really shows in the uh, scenes where she's talking with Steve about who he could go out on dates with, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. probably the the best joke in the movie is the nose piercing. No, nah, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> yeah, I love that part so much. God, it's so good. There's a lot of things in this movie that worked for me. Um, Not the least of which, I think one of my favorite scenes in all of cinematic history um, is the scene where Fury's evading all the cops and everything, obviously. I also really love the fact that they kind of teased out that issue of, like, you know, white cops targeting a black man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that was so great. Like, you want to see my Lees? I was like, yes, call him out. Such a good Obviously, when, like, the Winter Soldier theme plays and you just see him, like, standing in the middle of the street, all this, like, smoke clears. God, Mm -hmm. and then he just steps out of the way. I'm, like, shaking just talking about it because I love it so much. Have you guys ever listened to, like, the full Winter Soldier theme? I have before, and it's so good. It's, it's so good. Ama- it's, like, terrifying and haunting. And I think I read somewhere, I'm not sure if this is 100% correct, but I think it is, that, like, um, the really, like, high-pitched noises that, like, periodically come in and out during that theme are Bucky screams when he's falling off of the train, and they pitch them up very, very high oh, wow. and put them in there. So if that's true... Uh, that is, I mean, very, very clever and smart, but also so unbelievably heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, that is the kind of shit that it feels like Marvel scores and composers mm-hmm. like to pull. Like, um, we talked about this a lot in our last episode, which was Black Panther. But have you, um, have you listened to the Song Exploder for um, Black Panther? No, I have not. Oh, I haven't even man. seen Black Panther yet, which I hate myself for. Yeah, it's I'm the worst. Okay, you should definitely see Black Panther. Um, it's oh, on yeah. Netflix, so... It's like, oh, it is? Yeah, it's on Netflix now. I know exactly what I'm doing. As soon as we hang up this call, I'm not kidding. 
For real. And then after that, go listen to the Song Exploder episode. Oh, man, it's so good. Okay. It's so good. It talks about the process like that goes into composing for Black Panther specifically. But I think it's pretty similar to a lot of the processes. It's interesting because a lot... I like Bethany pointed out that she thought the score was a little bit. Um, again, I'm very picky. I could tech. It was hard to pick out themes, which surprised mm-hmm. me because I'm sort of a music person. I guess not really anymore. Well, you've but, always like, been a music person. To me, they it seemed like the same level. Nothing, nothing, nothing in comparison to Black Panther. That's for sure. That mm-hmm. one had like depth and rise and fall, and this one seemed kind of like lots of action to the point where it almost seemed like action was just the norm. Like yeah. everything yeah. was just kind of always yeah. like. It was just that that. Straightforward, like four, line, four, like But it was building on that and layered on that too. Like, yeah, I, if, no. even if it, and I, and I feel like this is something that you see a lot in the uh, post temp track world, where you can just slap on scores from another movie mm-hmm. on top to be like, right. hey, this is the movie. It didn't feel personalized for. to me. It felt like this is just another action score that they hired some no name to like well, pop Hen- onto. Henry the... Jackman isn't a no name. Uh, well, I don't know him. <laughs> he. <laughs> I've never heard of him. What's his name? Henry Jackman. He does a lot of the Marvel. He does. Work. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I definitely see what you're coming from. I think uh, I, there was a video that I watched that was like explaining why a lot of um, Marvel movies. Well, so I would say specifically like Avengers movies. Mm-hmm. They they lack this like identifiable um, theme. Like if so, if you were to yeah. ask anyone like, is there oh, is there a theme for Marvel? in the same yeah. way that there's like one for like Lord of the Rings or Star Wars or, or Star exactly exactly Marvel doesn't I don't think they invest quite as much into that kind of like iconic thing and I think mm-hmm. some with with each Marvel movie you have different things that the creators like to put at the forefront so I think yep. in like Guardians of the Galaxy they're the whole like soundtrack is very much I would say at the forefront of like what this movie is trying to highlight which um, is part of why Infinity Wars um the the uh, in Infinity Infinity War the Guardians of the Galaxy intro scene worked so well for me because they come in and it's not just you know orchestral music it's rubber band man it's mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. um and so yeah no I I definitely agree with you Bethany in that like this movie doesn't really put like very strong identifiable themes at the forefront and it's very action heavy yeah mm-hmm. but it still it still works for me I don't know. As someone who's been watching these kind of movies for a while, you can tell which ones have better scores than others. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. this this one is higher up there, in my opinion. Um, I think I think especially for me with this kind of film. So there's like I said, Guardians of the Galaxy. I think people, when you're sitting and watching the film, you can enjoy the soundtrack as you're experiencing the rest of the film. Mm-hmm. The I get more enjoyment out of the Winter Soldier. Um, soundtrack when I'm just listening to it on its own if I'm like doing homework or when I was doing homework and stuff like that and then I I can actually like take the time to fully um, like enjoy all the finesse in those things but I I don't enjoy it quite as much when I'm watching the film because my mind is way more focused on like you said all the action that's happening Mm -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely um but oh you were talking about there are really good choreographed action sequences in this in my opinion and there's different styles too. Like, different fighting so styles. So like when they first open on the boat, they're more like, like anime style, like flipping, like doing the warm thing mm-hmm. back up, like yeah, like a, like doing flips and crazy stuff. That's just kind of like this is what turns me off to most action movies. Honestly, I was like, oh gosh, here we go. It's like how ridiculous like, it is. It's super if ridiculous. It's not, if it's not shot well, like, like we've all been training for fifty years in this fight style. Versus mm-hmm. when he fights Bucky at the end, and they're like. 
just like going at it like street fighting and like yeah, complimenting yeah. each other yeah. like, because they now that I'm interested in like who's Ugh. gonna win like you know mm-hmm. like there's like even even like when Batrock's like doing all his flips and stuff there's never any question mm-hmm. that Cap is gonna win that fight but I guess there's also emotional investment in that last one yeah absolutely because even at that That's point so Bucky's good. like I remember you yeah, oh, you're you're my friend. You're my mission. God, <laughs> you can't see me because I don't have my camera up right now. But like, you can hear in my voice that I'm getting emotional thinking about that <laughs> final scene. <laughs> oh no. my god, it's so good. Oh my god, uh, we watched. We had to break up the viewing into two parts just because of time this weekend. But mm-hmm. we watched like the assault. The assault on Shield is what we watched this morning. Like from from the from the beginning of the assault on Shield to the end of the movie and. Mm-hmm. I had I had, had like a kind of rough morning. The the one moment that got me tearing up, it's and and this is the moment that gets me every time. It's when it's like all shield pilots scramble. We've got a we've got to uh, yeah. We're, we're the, the only, only backup Captain cap- Rogers has. God, yep, it's so good. Uh, no, because that's I mean it, like, it's sad because then they all get fucking murdered. murdered and I like to swear on this. My bad. <laughs> you uh, yeah. go ahead. Yes, we swear a lot. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, in other episodes more, <laughs> but um, listen, listen, we're not going to do an out of character language thing on you, okay? <laughs> Excellent. Um, but yeah, no, it was just oh, oh, I, I just understood what you were saying. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's yeah. What the? I don't even. Come on, Age of Ultron like undid so much of the work that this movie did. Exactly. Right? Oh my. Ooh, don't mm. even. Mm. Mm. Joshua Whedon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really sad now because I really liked Age of Ultron before I rewatched it, and then I was like, "Wait a minute! I only liked it because of the twins." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. The They're old, the saving only grace. Real yeah. reason that and like oh, and the whole I love love Ultron though. You love the what? Got no strings to hold me down. You see, oh uh, yeah. No, James Spader's performance is really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, we, we I mean yeah, obviously. we've been over that. <laughs> um. I think, but what what really gets me about that all shield pilot scramble thing is because it's like such a distillation of what superheroes are supposed to do. Like my, mm-hmm. this is something that I've like literally had conversations with my therapist about. Can you guys hear my eyes rolling? <laughs> well, it's like superheroes are supposed to inspire people to be better than they are. You know, like better than they think they can be. Like mm-hmm. superheroes are like this distillation of human potential, which is why I really like Cap's origin story because it was like. It takes everything about you and makes it greater. Like that's that's the entire thing of the serum. It like amplifies your personality. Uh, see, that's problematic well, because pro- why aren't you good enough before? Well, the idea is like it like levels the playing field for Steve. He's able to like pursue all these things that he wasn't able to before. It's this I don't know. Superheroes are were always meant to be like an inspiring thing, and it's this idea that he's inspired like what through that speech and through his actions he's inspired like the regular shield agents to not just sit back and go with the way things are about to go but that he's inspired mm-hmm. them to like take action and that oh it's heartbreaking for me because those people are like essentially sacrificing themselves for the mm-hmm. greater good but like that's what a hero does they put themselves in danger so that others don't have to be put in danger which is something that which is something that comes up in like the pilot of my hero academia which is oh, another God, no. <laughs> can't go there i have a lot of superhero feelings uh, i don't know i think that may be the part of the superheroes that like how can one even if you save like one thing bad things are always going to happen so like essentially like 
I don't know. Which is it seems which like is a gig like which is why with which is why you reacted the way you did to Robert Redford's twenty million people to save seven billion. Yeah, I was like, yeah, sometimes you gotta do. That. <laughs> I guess I'm a villain. No, that is interesting because I think that this and that's another thing that this movie brings up, which is like the hard questions because Hydra has this. I mean, and let me well, let me preface all of this by saying I know that Hydra is based in like Nazi. Yes. Uh, so know. I do not agree with. <laughs> don't agree with that kind of stuff. But but the, but the points they bring up are right. effective and able to. Which be is how people are able to do things like that. And is, which is how people get swayed into yeah. far right movements yeah. and any exactly. movements. And I think it's it's interesting if uh, kind of like with um, I I just I like that they like flesh out kind of these villainous characters because so and i'm specifically thinking about like parallels with um thanos in infinity war where like mm-hmm. instead of a villain just being evil for the sake of being evil you get the opportunity to really understand like why they feel so strongly about whatever it is they're doing but like so you know hydra is willing to take out 20 million innocent people because they think that that's going to ultimately save like you know the rest of the population and thanos wants to spoiler alert wipe out half of earth's population because Mm -hmm. it'll you know help save the other half which don't even get me started on why i can't use the infinity stones to create more resources but that's a whole other (laughs) that's a whole thing um but i just I, i i think that it's so interesting that they're taking the time to really tease out the villains like side of the story um, and Robert Redford, oh my god, he's so, he does such a good job of, like, showing, you know, how strong his convictions are about, um, what he's trying to, like, implement, even though it's bad. I mean, this is why you hire Robert Redford, because he is just such a strong <laughs> actor. That Amazing. That doesn't work in this movie. What doesn't work? Everyone's die jobs. Their hair... The hair is bad in this movie. Listen, mm-hmm. Robert, Robert Redford. Redford. His his hair is bad. Cap's hair is bad. Bucky's hair is good. Bucky's uh, hair is real good. That's because Sebastian <laughs> Stan grew it himself. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love him. I also don't like. Uh, what? Black Widow's. You, 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 too, like, you've never liked Black Widow's um, hair, except in Infinity War, probably right. When it wasn't. When it was blonde, yeah. Yeah, I did like it blonde. She's the best That's blonde. so funny because I actually, I hated her hair in Infinity War. And <laughs> I actually, I will say this, I did not like her hair that much in um, The Winter Soldier. Except the very last scene when they're all visiting Nick's gravesite. Her hair and makeup in that scene and whoever did the coloring in like the post-production, they deserve like a medal because it looks so good. My favorite Black Widow hair, and this is like controversial opinion but it was definitely the iron man 2 black widow hair oh she, yeah when she's natalie rushman yeah Is that, yeah yeah when she's got the giant curly curly red wig basically uh and it but it's like but it's like bouncing all around during the fight scene and it's just mm-hmm. excellent in my opinion i think I just, my favorite black widow hair is um civil war uh mm-hmm. it was just like nice and it was nice but back to the winter soldier Back to the one, Winter Soldier. I would say one of the only things about this movie that did not work for me is the fact that my beautiful son, James Buchanan Barnes, has to go through so much <laughs> bad stuff. Listen, Bucky, here's the other thing, too. I don't know how, ma- how much spoilers we can we can put on this uh, about Infinity War. 
actually, because this is not even the same movie. But <laughs> um, I Bucky is my favorite character in the entire MCU. All right, I love this. I love him so. I would die for him in a heartbeat, even though he is in <laughs> fact a fictional character. Um, <laughs> I get so upset. I literally told my friend driving on our way to the theater to see Infinity War. Um, I was talking to him because we were both like convinced that Steve was going to die um, because yep. like, you know, Chris's contract is up and mm-hmm. um, he's been talking for a while now about like wanting to explore other avenues, which like more power to him. He's amazing. Yeah. But also like, I don't want Steve to die, but he's, he's going to die. Um, it's like, uh, what's the one thing that could give Steve more pain than dying for a cause? Oh, wait, that's kind of always what he's wanted, was to die for a cause, isn't it? Exactly. And (laughs) literally on the way, in the car, I say to my friend, like, oh, who are you most excited to see? And he said, like, Tony Stark or something like that. Um, And I was like, I'm so excited to see Bucky, but, you know, I'm really, I'm not excited to see how he reacts to Steve dying, because I was so convinced. In the theater, I am sitting in my chair. There is five minutes left of this film. Everything is going to hell in a Mm handbasket. And Steve turns around when he hears Bucky say, Steve, and (gasps) I see him. I, I see Bucky, like, start to disappear, whatever. I... I'm not kidding. I shot out of my, like, I lean forward in my seat. My hand, like, shoots out towards the screen. My hand is out in some kind of, like, I don't even, as if I can will this movie to stop doing what it's doing. And I gasped so loud. I was the only person. It was dead silent in the theater. Every single person that he, that in that, th- I can't even speak. I'm getting so upset about it. Every single person in that theater heard me just do, like, a, <gasps> it was so bad. My friend started laughing so hard next to me because he's evil and I hate him. Um, I was like weeping in my chair and I'm still very upset about it. Oh, we were all weeping. I think everybody in the theater was crying when we, like not for the Bucky scene, but just in general. Like It was so hard to watch. Cause you know what else? Um, I'm pretty sure Bucky was one of, if not the first person to start disappearing. And at that point I could not remember a single thing about like where Sebastian stands in his contract with Marvel. Oh, um, no! And I didn't I didn't know about like his role in like Black Panther or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And so he at that point was the only person to have disappeared and I was like, "Oh, the- no. Like no, there's no way that they've just removed my beautiful child from this franchise." And then luckily like Two or three minutes later, after I'm literally going through all the stages of grief in this theater seat, then I see T'Challa disappear, and I'm like, oh my god, okay. I know that there's another Black Panther coming. They're yeah, gonna exactly. come back. It's, it's like, gonna okay, be okay. These people can all survive. Oh no, my god, I was I think- so... I my heart was pounding so hard and then as soon as i got home from the theater i my roommate made the mistake of asking me oh how was the movie i went i'm not kidding on a 15 minute rant detailing the entire history of steve and bucky's friendship um and i was just like i was yelling so loud and i lived in a dorm at that point too people were very upset (laughs) in the rooms next to me Oh, it was such a, it was a whole thing. So in this movie, I'm upset that Bucky has to go through brainwashing and torture that he's already, you learn about all the horrible stuff that he's gone through. And at the end, he has to, he almost kills Steve and then he pulls him out of the water and it's so good, but then he disappears. I'm like sweating. (laughs) I just get, I get so amped up about, about this movie. Oh my God. I love it. Well, so let me tell, I think you were talking about how effective the dialogue scenes were. And I think this is because of, I mean, I I have opinions about the Russo brothers and how they handled Civil War, 
and like I have a valid, pin, valid. But I think the reason the Winter Soldier is so good is largely because this is real. I think this was really their first major film project after having worked on sitcoms for years. Hmm. And like, so yeah. Do you do you know about this? Do you know about their uh, their history? No. The I just Rus- know that they're brothers, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Russo brothers, uh, they directed, like, the pilot of Arrested Development. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, no, they've done a lot of, a lot of TV work. Like, they were executive producers for Arrested Development, um, Happy Endings. <gasps> they do- Sorry, I love that show. <laughs> yeah, it's an excellent show. I am, uh, <laughs> let me see, I'm... I'm a Dave's son, Max Moon. <laughs> exactly, I love that. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. Why are you like this? <laughs> You're a Jane. Who? From Happy Endings. What? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're a Jane. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they also them. were on Community. Like Oh. Like, so, uh, wow, like... You played the, staples. the the one um, switchboard scene. The people there are from Community. Well, yeah, Danny. I mean, that's why Danny Putty is on is in. Um, I think that's part of why Danny Putty was in this movie. Or, what was who's Danny Putty? What was his role? Uh, Danny Danny Putty. Um, he's the guy who's running the uh, air traffic control when Cap comes in and he opens. Oh, the door. oh, yes, 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 and he's yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. It's it's interesting. Well, because and then you look at Civil War and the dean shows up at the um when Iron Man is giving the speech. He's the uh, yeah. at- Oh, you're right. And he talks about something about a hot dog or whatever. Yes, I don't exactly. Even remember. <laughs> um, oh my god, you're right. Yeah, so the Russo Yeah, the Russo brothers have this huge background and like basically there's an argument made they directed the paintball episodes of Community. Mm. And the argument is that that Those is are what very cinematic. Yeah, that is what got them Civil War, basically. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, um, and you can see kind of some of that influence. Like, in particular, I'm thinking of when the gunfight finally breaks out in the Shield control room, and like everything mm. goes to hell in a handbasket yep. all around them. Yeah, it's just that like quick, quick beating chaos, Ugh. and you can see some of that influence. Another fun fact, the guy who composed uh, a lot of stuff for Community is the composer for uh, uh, Ludwig Göransson. He's the composer for Black Panther. Hmm. So, yeah, Community is, you know, just putting out hits. <laughs> nice. Ugh. I just, speaking of the cinnamon topography, um, the fact, <laughs> I think another reason why I love The Winter Soldier so much is because it opens in Washington, D.C. Hey, yo, that's where I am from. Oh, um, yeah, D.C. And so... Yeah, and so it was just, like, so exciting because they were filming, or, I mean, I, my dumb, stupid, younger self wasn't even interested in Marvel movies when they were shooting this, um, and, but, so like, it's... So you missed out on them filming it? Oh. Yeah, exactly. But you know what else is frustrating is that they were filming um, the second Wonder Woman film here, well, not here, yeah. here, but, like, in Georgetown, and mm-hmm. I was here, and I could have gone to D.C. and, like... I don't know, broken onto the set? Probably not, because I would have been arrested, but... Well, I mean, that's kind of like when I saw Civil War, and mm-hmm. they um, they were um, attacking, you know, the Infectious Disease Center. That's the Atlanta Civic Center, and mm-hmm. we used to have an apartment literally directly behind that. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so they... Actually, they used that as the lot for, like, a lot of things that they filmed. Like, it was a base camp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Marvel, I mean, the the especially the Captain America movies, use a lot of Atlanta 
things. That's where the highway f- scene was filmed, I think. Yeah, for exactly. The Winter Soldier. Which, oh, God, that was such a, ugh. Everything, everything in this movie is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, when the, the firefight breaks out, when they're on the bridge. God, when the Black Widow, um, shoots him right in the eye hole. Yes. Ugh. Everything, and then he gets so mad. Oh, everything is just, ah. Uh. And he speaks Russian on the bridge, and it's like, oh, who is this? <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, my God, it's so good. And I, the thing that I really admire about, um, like, Sebastian Stan as an actor, too, is that he's very expressive with his eyes. So, like, yes. you could see the burning rage in his eyes. Even when, when he's got that, like, three-quarter mask. He's- exactly. Oh, my God. And then when he gets flipped the heck over Mm -hmm. um and his face mask falls off and steve is all bucky um and he's all ah y'all already know you've seen the movie (laughs) i just i told you 90 percent of the dialogue has been like burned into Mm -hmm. my oh my god that reminds me because i also i when i rewatched this movie a while ago um i like tweeted some of it Mm -hmm. one of my favorite parts is when first of all just in general can we talk about the elevator scene when yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyone, before, before we get started, does anybody want to get off? That's just, uh, it's, it's, which is so funny because yes, that is it. That that's the original dialogue. But I think someone somewhere along the lines of post production was like, we um guys, we cannot have Captain America saying the phrase "get off," <laughs> and so that's why they had to ADR um Chris Evans saying "get out," oh, but his his mouth. Out. He's he so you hear him saying get out but his mouth is still saying get off um and it's kind of it's weird to watch because there's like a dissonance between it but I think I mean that might be why I remember it this way (laughs) yeah but I think that that's why I I I honestly hope so much that someone was like guys we can't have Captain America like beautiful virgin Steve (laughs) no if anyone wants to get off in the elevator yeah um I just thought that was so so funny but um god that scene is so good oh my god the all the fighting is amazing i don't know how they fit that many people in an elevator in the first place um i just love the tableau at the end of it like when he kicks the shield up and they're like laid out on on his floor i know it's cliche to say like a renaissance painting but no but it is it's art yeah it's it it does look look a lot like a michelangelo with just bodies splayed everywhere you know (laughs) and then it's immediately followed by like so you got like Jasper Sitwell being all like, "Oh, you know, move in on him. He's stuck in the elevator, whatever." Mm-hmm. Um, and then he just Captain America's like, well, "I'm out," and like breaks through the glass <laughs> elevator. <laughs> and Jasper's like, "Are you freaking kidding me?" Or whatever. Or he says, "Are mm-hmm. you kidding me?" Oh my god, what a yeah. dumb idiot! I can't believe this man is throwing himself out of the forty-second <laughs> floor of a building. Yeah, actually, I can. He's oh my god. Consider so considering how often he jumps out of planes without parachutes. <laughs> Oh my god, that just reminded me, sorry, the very beginning, he just freaking jumps out of that plane, lands right into the water, and I don't even know, I guess scales up that... Yeah, the chain, the the anchor chain. (laughs) Everything about this movie makes me die. I was trying to think of... I mean, why why, why do we think that he rides motorcycles without helmets all the time? (laughs) I, I think Steve's just like... Loki doesn't care what happens to him. He's been He's alive like, for so long. It's a bad example for well, people. I mean, that's why he had them fire on the helicarriers while he was still on there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, it's so good. I'm trying to. I'm trying to come up with like actual, like 
intelligent sounding analyzations of this movie but a lot of it a lot of what i want to say gets completely overshadowed just by how much i love i love james buchanan barnes i love bucky (laughs) i mean that's a lot a a lot when we watch movies that we like that's basically what the podcast is it's like this is so good yeah we didn't actually get film degrees so we're pretty You kind of got half of one. Half of one. <laughs> I took a film class. I took nice. like, several film Let's classes. Let's see how many um, episodes I can mention the one film class I took in. <laughs> Except I yes. felt like a real film scholar where we watched all the Oscar movies last Oh, yeah. That's, that was, well, the best not picture ones, not all, all of them. But that's we did watch crazy. all the ones that were nominated for best picture. And I yeah. think all the ones that were nominated for acting I awards, I better have too. time to do that this year. I'm like... Ugh. Ugh. Wait, so Ugh. did y'all watch Call Me By Your Name? Yes! Ugh. Yes. <laughs> I got my friend to watch it. She didn't know that the peach scene was a thing going into it. Um, And when it happened, she was like, what is he, where is he putting that? What the, what the (laughs) fuck, Knuckle? It was so funny. He eats it in the book. Like, Army Hammer eats it in the book. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. That is, spicy. Um, (laughs) It's the spicy spicy. peach. (laughs) There's a, oh, rest in peace, Bagel Palace. There's there is a bagel place, uh, a Jewish bagel place in art, in uh, or there was it just got closed. But right next to it, there's a place called the Spicy Peach because it's Georgia, oh. so peaches can be spicy, I guess. Interesting. <laughs> Speaking of which, I can't believe you thought Maine was the Peach State. Oh God, I listen. I'm so Athena. bad with geography. The thing that's funny about uh, my podcast with Jess is that. Jess and I have known each other for so long that, like, a majority of the dumb stuff that I say has already been, like, covered in years past. And so the the podcast is showing, like, my most intelligent version of me, which is very sad because I say so much dumb stuff on there. <laughs> I'm just so bad at pretty much everything. What is a podcast if not a place for you to say dumb stuff, though? You know what? That's true. That's going to be... That's, that's going to be my motto going into everything from now on mm-hmm. that's that's just your podcasting mantra now mm-hmm. exactly uh let me tell you i i am mad about sit well uh, go and for I it always been mad about sit well let it all out continue to be mad forever about sit well why they gotta make the one latino character a nazi Ooh, valid god this has mm, is the one thing that has always bugged me about this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, no, that's, that's true. That's my biggest pet peeve. I'm like, mm, mm, I mean, sure, they, they all fled to Argentina, but he's Honduran, so... Uh. Yeah, and that's that's what's so... It's Diversity in films is such a complex topic because, you know, if, when you just look at something like this like the cast of captain america the winter soldier you'll say like Mm -hmm. oh look like we've put in people of color into our film Mm -hmm. um and on the surface that seems really really awesome like maybe we're making strides in actually showing like a realistic representation of america for the captain america movies um but then when you are casting people of color in the evil roles and then all almost all of the good people are white um that's there's a lot of deeper issues going on there how how you know progressive can your representation be when you are only showing you know people of color in these bad uh bad lights Mm -hmm. it's a 
It's a slippery it's, it's slope. something that Marvel has been getting a lot better at, too. Yeah. Largely because I don't think the U.S. military is paying them subsidies as much anymore. Retweet! I'm <laughs> so mind-boggled by the fact that that was even happening. That yeah. sounds like something out of a dystopian novel. Because that's what we're living in. It's post-modernity, hey. bitches! You right, you right. <laughs> um, I don't know if y'all saw Chris Evans's tweet. To, uh, that was about Kanye's tweet recently. Yes, I did see that. Yeah. So, and oh. you know what? And we can link this back to Captain America: The Winter Soldier by speaking on how I think that Marvel. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to link things back to the this podcast. Is, this is the podcast. This is what the podcast is. <laughs> Marvel kind of inadvert. I, I want. I mean, I'm assuming that it's inadvertently um, cast what I would say is one of like the most perfect people to portray the role of Captain America, because I think Mm -hmm. Chris Evans embodies so much of that fire and like moral goodness that, um, Steve Rogers, you know, stands for. Um, he has a rescue dog. So like, (laughs) ah, yes. I love Dodger, right? Yeah. Dodger's his name. Oh, he's adorable. adorable. I remember Um, when he did the, uh, Whatever it was, the twenty-two push-ups challenge. Or yeah, and Dodge and Dodger was there, like licking his face while he did, did the push-ups. Oh, it's which so seems, good. It's like our dogs. Yes, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, you know how um that one dude went and watched. He's probably seen Infinity War in theaters like five hundred times now, or whatever. Oh my God. That one, that one movie theater decided to like give him free movie tickets so that he could fulfill some world record i don't know and then he got invited to the world premiere of um infinity war 2 or avengers 4 whatever they're gonna call it now yeah um i tried to do that when i rewatched the winter soldier and i was tweet i was trying to tweet at the the russo brothers don't have twitter which is why i'm so mad Mm. um (laughs) because that means that i that if i tweet anything i have to rely on other people to make it go viral i can't get it to the russo brothers but it didn't take off like i had hoped because i i was quoting a lot from the movie and i mentioned how i've seen this movie so many times and i know 99 percent of the dialogue at this point like (laughs) i could tell you i could probably write out exactly what happens in the movie shot for shot so like here's Um, a question i've been wondering did you like watch the movie before this podcast or are you just going off memory no, I'm going off memory, and that's funny because <laughs> when Incredible. I when I messaged you earlier and I said like, "Hey yo, how's this? How is this going to happen?" I was not sure if we were just going to be like recording the podcast or if we were going to be like watching the movie together and then oh. recording a podcast. <laughs> um, and so you were like, "Oh, I have Google Hangouts thing. Whatever, you can start up your recording." And so I was like, "Hmm." So we're probably not going to be like in a Google Hangouts for two hours and then <laughs> recording after this. Um, so I guess that this is just us, like, doing the movie. Because, um, uh, but I was like, that's fine. Because, like I said, I just, everything, ooh, everything about it. I just, it's been burned into my memory. It's so good. I love it so much. Yeah. But I will say, um, Bethany, I appreciate the fact that you are bringing up stuff that you don't like about the movie. Because as someone who... No, 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 I, and that's, I'm 110% serious, because as someone who uh, obviously uh, loves this movie with, like, every single fiber of my being, I it's refreshing getting to hear other people's takes on it and getting to, like, challenge my own way of, I have a tendency to see this movie through rose-tinted glasses, um, and so it's, mm-hmm. like, nice getting to see, like, how other people are interpreting the things that are going on, because I think that you bring up a lot of really important points, like, you're right that the the score doesn't quite give you that punch unless you're like watching it or listening to them on their own and i think you're right also about how it's that 
action and the dialogue is a little bit disjointed at mm-hmm. times. Yeah. yeah. As, one more thing that I was thinking of is like, while there is strong females in this movie, it's still a male-dominated world and very true. Things like, and I like I've noticed like I tend to like dislike movies that are set up, especially action movies that are set up like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, but mm-hmm. Black Widow was very well. I'm, well, she was well done, and she was not well done because she. I liked her like stronger like position, but they still kind of made her off like. Like, everything that she said that was, like, sarcastic made her look bad. Instead of, like, a male who would do that, you'd think, oh, he's kind of, like, sexy. Mm-hmm. Like it very true, look, very like, true. As, yeah, I didn't like that. And I don't know if it was just her acting or if it was, like, the way it was framed. Scarlett Johansson is a fine actor. She's fine. She does some things well and some things not yeah. well. I would agree exactly. with that wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Except for when she's getting cast in roles that should be going to people of color but that's a (laughs) that's a different conversation Mm -hmm. um but that did just remind me of uh one person the what honestly who i would argue is the real hero of this movie he is the unsung hero of this movie he deserves way more credit than he was ever given and that is my man's aaron at the Mac store. <laughs> because his hair was so beautiful. I'm pretty sure he's in some like Verizon commercial now or maybe a Sprint commercial. He Can't is. remember I've which. Seen hi- I've seen him in there. He's in that truck. I clocked him. His hair is short now, but it's like shoulder length. He's still rocking that beard. And if you're out there and you're listening to this, I, mm-hmm. I love you. Oh, God, that's just, I don't know. There's just, I think that's another thing that I like about... Um, this movie so much is that there's like these little elements of humor that are like they're surprises there's Mm -hmm. not some there's these points where there's like you're not expecting a whole lot of you're not expecting a joke to come like the um is there anything that's not broken like in this car whatever he says and they're like air conditioning fully operational operational yes yeah it's just it like it's this like so sudden like punch of lap punch that's that's a weird way for me to phrase that but like this like very sudden infusion of humor into very like serious or like tension-filled situations and i i appreciate it so much because i think that that makes them even funnier go ahead here's another fun thing aaron by dc pearson is in community he was in community oh my god yeah this is amazing. So what you're telling me is that basically Captain America is actually just community. It's kind of community. It's yeah. high stakes community. It's very high stakes community. This is, I mean, it, considering that Dan, that Abed does show up in it, this could be something from the Dreamatorium. Oh, it's, I love that. I mean, why else would we get legendary actor Robert Redford in a Marvel movie? <laughs> you're right. God, there's just so many. I one other thing that I want to really commend um, the script writers and the Russo brothers on for this movie is how they handled Bucky's character. Cause like mm-hmm. they, you start off the movie, he is, you know, obviously a very scary imposing character. Um, when Nick Fury gets murdered almost yep. in Steve's apartment, <laughs> I pretty sure the first time I watched that, like I like yelled a little bit in my room. Cause I was not expecting yeah. um, <laughs> bullets to be coming through the door. And then all of a sudden you've got Sharon, rushing in mm-hmm. um i was i was just so shaken and like he catches the shield and you're like what the fuck is going on this is insane yep. um and then by the end of the movie like your heart is breaking for him mm-hmm. because you can see how scared he is um because he's like ah oh, oh my god and then when that mm, he's walking through the the, the smithsonian, smithsonian and he's oh oh my god i love it so much i'm gonna god. start crying it's just 
when he says, but I knew him, you know, and yeah! he's like, his entire <gasps> world has, like, completely shattered <gasps> in that bank vault. God. I, uh, I can't even handle it. Uh. Why are they in a bank vault? <laughs> Why are they in a bank vault? <laughs> I don't know. He just, like, straight up. Scream. It's for the drama. Oh, that's true. They just, he straight Man, that's up. that's a good scene, though. It's so After. good. Mm-hmm. Oh, everything about it. When, um, Robert Redford hit Pierce. There we go. Yes. <laughs> when Pierce. Robert Redford himself goes in <laughs> and interrogates the Winter Soldier. Um, no, when he slaps Bucky, my yeah. heart stopped and then my blood instantly boiled like a pot of ramen. But, mm-hmm. um... Because I was like, how dare you lay hands on him? But I was, like, fully expecting the Winter Soldier to Hulk out. Well, yeah, okay. But, now but we're because, mixing references. But, but he's, like, kind of... Because he's such a broken person, that's why I think it's so damn effective. Oh, God. God, it's so good, but also very sad. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. This movie, I love it, and I also hate it so much. Because mm-hmm. they are the... all of I think all the elements of the movie really come together to make you agonize over uh bucky and how much he's had to go through and how much he still has to go through later on i just uh i feel like i can't let it go because we're, we're getting we're getting near some near uh near an hour now but i can't let it go without singing the praises mm-hmm. of my man sam wilson <gasps> yes i was gonna, i was wondering when we were gonna bring him up at some point because oh. the f- the, the superhero that's not really a superhero, but, like, the coolest one, because he's not a superhero. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> God, I love him. The fact that, like, he's known... He only knows Steve through Steve gently bullying him on their daily <laughs> runs. And then he shows up at their door. He's covered in soot and explosive residue. And he's, mm-hmm. like... And then Black Widow's, like everyone we know is trying to kill us and he's like not everyone like you're Ugh. i understand that he's captain america and she's black widow and like you under you get that part but like the but you see, their bond is more than that though because yeah the, and i think the va scene like really solidifies that it's just oh my I god the, yeah the subtlety of like chris of chris evans acting in the beginning when he's like oh how's it been to adjust he's like uh well you know i'm doing it See you later, because he's like, I don't want to have this conversation again with another person who doesn't get it. Like, that's the vibe that you get from Cap when he's getting ready to walk away. And then he says, it's your bet, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, that tears my heart out every time. Yeah. Oh, my every God. Every time. They, I love uh, how they introduced um, Sam Wilson as a character. Mm-hmm. Um I just think that he, I think he's, I know that there's like a specific name for this character trope. Um, of being like the guy that kind of calls attention to how completely ridiculous the surrounding situations are. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he just, I don't know. I love how down to earth he is. I love how jokey he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love how he's like, he's so done with, <laughs> with everything. Um, yeah. And yet he's still, and yet he's still willing to like fight um, for Cap. Yeah. I mean, the, when, the scene when he fights uh, Rumlow, and he's just like, man, shut the hell up. It's just, he's like, I don't give a crap about this grandstanding. I'm just here to do the most good that I can and help mm-hmm. Steve out, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just, when he's... Yeah, I was just going to bring that up. I just love the fact that he was like, man, shut the hell up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the best way to confront a Nazi. Yeah, God. Ugh. <laughs> Fashion corner. Fashion corner. You, you really got a fashion like, corner. You really like Bucky's outfit in the the museum. You're saying that like, he has the best outfit. 
Oh, believe, yes! I can't believe Cap stole that grungy-ass outfit to put on and <laughs> wear around town. Listen, True. Bucky had the best uniform of the Howling Commandos because he had that navy peacoat. You are entirely correct. Yes. Yeah, I'm just trying to keep my fashion corner alive. We can't, that's it's, that's no, all we need to do. It's, 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 I mean, it's oh, not going to go away. Like no, I love outfits. it. But Bethany didn't really like um, Black Widow's outfits, is what she was saying. Oh, there we go. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah, she has better ones later on in the movies. Franchise, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're doing fashion corner, um, I still have dreams about uh, Cap's stealth suit. I think that <laughs> he needs to be in it all the time every single day and i want to personally thank the costume department for the winter soldier for giving us that because that was such a look let me see who who designed that because that was like directly out the commander rogers armor was directly out of the comics and it's so good i love it yeah Uh, i don't know but it was direct from it and it's so good it's so good it's it's very it's amazing Uh, and then oh let's Listen, I want to say the best look of it all was 26,000 spools of data tape running in an underground Oh, yes. God, that was so sexy. Zola Zola was working it with his his computers. (sighs) Yeah, he's never looked better. Yeah. Shout shout out to them for actually keeping in one of the most bizarre plot lines in the comics. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Just real quick, wanted to, before we rated, remind everybody that... Home viewing is sponsored by Wink. You can go to trywink.com, that's T-R-Y-W-I-N-C.com, and enter the code HOMEVIEWING for $20 off your first order of wine selected for you by Wink's wine experts. That's trywink.com, T-R-Y-W-I-N-C.com. Enter promo code HOMEVIEWING. All right. Um, time to rate. Time to rate it. So we rate out of five, and it has to be... Shields. Yeah, it's going to be shields. shields. It's going to be shields. So I would rate this one 4.25 out of five shields. Oh, my gosh. Is that too high for yes. you? Yes. <laughs> You're going to hate my rating, then. <laughs> oh, oh, I know. <laughs> but... <laughs> well, but... You know, we... I have a different attachment to this movie than you yeah, do, Yeah, John... I, I'm allowed to rag on John, though. Yes. I, I'll be nice to you. <laughs> uh, is, Bethany, do you want to give it your rating? You, you, you do yours. Nice. Um, I was going to give it... Well, uh, first of all, we're going to give it two out of two arms, because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that just needs to be said. Um, yeah, uh, 110 shields out of five, because I <laughs> want to live inside of this movie, but also it's kind of terrifying. <laughs> Man, I guess I'm really like conservative about my ratings in general. Well, the thing is, the thing is, the th- what happens a lot with me on my ratings is that if I am too emotionally attached to a movie, I will let that color my bias, <laughs> and I will let that color my rating. But you see, movies are supposed to right, are think, like an emotional art form. I think two point seven five out of five, which is way better than I thought it was going to be going into this film, because there are some good like stylistic choices even though it seems a little choppy the choppiness is what really detracts from it because honestly like the flow of the film messes with you the flow of it but the storyline as a whole is cohesive it's just that it's like choppy getting to each segment i get what you mean Mm -hmm. it's there's not much like work done to set up yeah which they they i think they took data from these film early films and like made the other ones better like oh we can interject stuff like comedy into serious moments and like really kind of are making like these really 
good films now. Well, it's one of but those things. See. We'll see. The next event. I've never liked the Avengers ones, but. Except for Infinity War, which you liked a lot. Was that the last? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Infinity... We're not going to talk about Civil Street Fighter, whatever that one was. <laughs> Civil Street yeah. Fighter? You mean. I was so mad because it was supposed to be a cat movie and it wasn't a cat movie. <gasps> right? Oh, my. <laughs> yep. Yep. I'm right there with you. Mm hmm. <laughs> Civil War was just Iron Man 5 or whatever number mm-hmm. they're on. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah, I didn't get to talk about how much I hate Iron Man in this movie because he's not in this movie, thank God. <laughs> but that's another that's another podcast. That is another podcast. <laughs> Do you have Iron Man? I don't have Iron oh, Man. Thank I don't God. have any of the Iron Man movies. Actually, I feel like we should put it in there just so I can rag on him. Listen, that Iron Man 1 is the one that was the most explicitly sponsored by the Department of Homeland Security, so... <laughs> God, you're so right. <laughs> okay, so what do we do now after we rate? After we rate? Uh... Well, where can, uh, are you working on any projects right now, Nicole? Uh, yeah, that project is called Finding an Income. Because <laughs> I'm trying to find a job. <laughs> um, other than that, not really. I'm just, I'm living life and trying not to uh, hemorrhage money. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. Relatable. Mm-hmm. Relatable. Do you have a Twitter handle you want anyone to follow you at? Um, I mean, I do have a Twitter. I'm considering. It's, it's optional. You don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just asking. Oh, well, okay. I mean, here's the thing. If you listen to uh, my podcast with Jess, we list our Twitters often. Um, so okay. I'll just put it here. And it might, might as well put it here anyway. So you can find me at, it's so simple, Nicole underscore Lotto. That's L-A-D-O. There we go. So that's where you can find Nicole. And mm-hmm. we can, you can keep track of if yeah, avocado toast decides to come back. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, then, hopefully our lives will level out and we'll be able to exactly. bring that back up. Exactly. And that'll be great. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. This was such a fun time. No problem. I just, I, I love talking about movies with people. We love talking about uh, movies Me with too. People. I, action is my favorite, like, genre of film to watch. Um, and none of my friends like action films as much as I do, except for the one friend that I mentioned that was laughing at me when I was crying over Bucky dying. (laughs) Well, maybe we can have you back on when we watch John Wick 2. Yeah, I haven't even seen John Wick 1, so now I have another project. Exactly. You should should watch... I kind of want someone to watch them backwards and see how that works out. John Wick 2 is, in my opinion, better than John Wick 1. It's a controversial opinion. Ooh. I'll watch... You know what? I'll watch them backwards and report back. (laughs) <laughs> exactly there we go all right home viewing is a part of the pocket podcast network Woo! our intro and outro music is by atlanta band slash friends of ours who's two of three two out of three have been on the podcast um <laughs> the organ machines um and they are they have been in the studio lately i think so i think they're working on stuff um so keep an eye on that you can find that at the organ machines.bandcamp.com um i'm not uh i guess this is a time for a formatting note we are not exactly watching the seas in order. Um, we're kind of going all over the place. Um, because uh, Cap- technically we should have started with Call Me By Your Name, but I really want to do an episode with Nicole because I've been putting this off for months. So, <laughs> so we finally got to do it. So I think what we're going to do is next should probably be... Uh, it'll be either Call Me By Your Name or Coco. Because I know you wanted to watch Coco before Halloween and Day of the Day. Both of those are so good. I watched Coco three times in two days, and I was sobbing at the end every single time. That movie messes me up. Exactly. So we'll probably do Coco next. Um, uh, But I will announce. I will announce on our Twitter and uh, figure it. 
uh, figure out what we're going to do. There's also, you know, the little matter of between when this episode releases and the next episode releases, we'll be getting married. So, Woo! Oh, that's yeah. so exciting. This has been Home Viewing. I'm John. And I'm Bessie. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Nobody looks at it that way but you We all saw drowning But you were the one with the blood on your hands Saying I never saw the water Pocket Podcast Network Quality programming right to your pocket